He's kind of like the Joe Rogan of the hospitality industry right now. Generation of connections. You know, how do you generate emotion in the brain? You, I caught your attention. Now I need to generate links so that you can uh, absorb the content, which is emotional connections. And it is show that you're, you're, you're taking meaning from the content, not only getting the content thrown at you. Emotions, again, is, is, is emotional connection that enforces and it helps us if you are emotionally connected to something, you will likely remember it more. Welcome to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast where we discuss all things hospitality, hotels, and business. You can find us online at slicktalkthepodcast.com and on every podcast listening platform. All right, everybody, welcome back to Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. I'm your host, Will Slickers, and today we have Patricia from the Hotel dot school. I'm so excited to have you on the show. This has been in the making for a while and uh, it's been great to get to know you and like build up the anticipation for this recording. I'm so excited. <laughs> so it's great to see you. Great to see you. Thank you so much Will, for having me. Like I said, I've been a fan of yours since, um, you know, a common friend of ours told me about you and I'm so inspired by bright young people like yourself doing what you're doing and bringing hospitality forward and and the mess and the positive message and you are always in a good mood you always have a smile so i'm very excited to be here and awesome. we've chatted a lot for those who are listening we actually ended up i think we're now friends because we've chatted so much that <laughs> so i'm very happy to be here <laughs> yes we've had so many chats leading up to this it's been great <laughs> But it's, that's what makes a good episode. And I think that's what like hospitality, when you're just talking about now, like we connect so deeply on a lot of things. So it's like really cool to see it shine through, especially with the podcast. So Slick Talkers, all your audience members listening right now, get ready, buckle in your seatbelts. It's going to be great. <laughs> so Patricia, let's ju uh, jump into your background. I want to know, how did you even get started in hotels and just the overall hospitality industry? Um, I want to kind of hear your origin. Okay, well, uh, if you can't already figure it out, I'm Brazilian. I'm Brazilian-born, educated in Switzerland. I was actually one of the lucky ones to be able to come and attend one of the traditional uh, brick-and-mortar um, hotel schools. This was 20 years ago. Okay. Uh, then straight out of school, actually, at the time, um, schools would come in and, and, and recruit students straight from literally the classroom and Hyatt recruited me. So I left Switzerland to go to Chicago as a management trainee for Park Hyatt Chicago, which was at the time the flagship um, hotel of their brand. And I stayed with Hyatt for 12 years uh, with what I thought, you know, I, I entered in an 18 month contract, stayed for 12 years. Um, Chicago, Paris, I worked for the corporate offices. So from management trainee, I did, of course, you know, sales management, sales executive. I was director of sales on, on, on two properties. And then my last role working for Hyatt International was as a global director of sales, looking after our um, luxury segment of all of Europe. So I was based in Paris, looking after wow. all of Europe and our luxury strategy and, and, and clients and so on. Can I ask you uh, um, really quickly, how do they still recruit straight out of a uh, of hotel school now? Or is that still, is that kind of like a dying thing? Like no more recruiting really? Uh, no, I think, I think they do. And I know that, you know, after Hyde, I left to work with a, a large education group and they do. Um, okay. This is more organizing fairs. There's a lot more different restrictions now post many things, including 9-11 and so mm. on, uh, visa restrictions that I think in my time were a little bit 
easier. And I think today people need to take that into consideration as well gotcha. um, on both ends, you know. Yeah, interesting. I guess it's still higher. Okay, I was going to say, well, I know, yeah, I was going to say, I wonder if they're still going out to like recruiting. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if today, I don't know yeah, if in, yeah. in, in the current situation, but definitely, I think, you know, I think um, now speaking in my past experience in terms of being in education, there's no value of a hospital, especially hospitality education, if at the end of the day, you can't build a career on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the schools make proactive effort to be close to 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 the companies that hire yeah that makes so, sense that makes sense so after hyatt i left and i i left hospitality pure hospitality um and, and for love you know like mm-hmm. one of why do people leave hospitality <laughs> <laughs> um my my now husband uh is swiss he was living in switzerland i came here on a work trip and we ended up reconnecting and so when i decided to move to switzerland that was like my priority and i ended up joining swiss education group which is the largest education uh, provider of education and hospitality and culinary arts in switzerland they have six schools they have six thousand five hundred students a year so there was a huge um learning for for me because it was the first time that I was on the end of basically managing my responsibilities were included marketing communications public relations and essentially it is of course raising awareness and 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 making sure that the school is being talked about but it's also selling it's actually Mm. generating students to a private school which I didn't even know as naive as I am even though I was actually I bought it, you know, 20 some years ago. I didn't realize the the the, the effort into actually selling it, um, you know, especially the private schools in Switzerland. So that was my main, my main responsibility is ultimately to bring students to the schools. And I can say that it's getting harder and harder because the traditional schools, you know, it, it's a six-figure BA that you're yeah. that you're purchasing. You know, it's it's a long-term investment. Um and I, I, yes, and I think they're going through, of course, now already going through a hard time before, and I can't imagine what they're going through right now in no, terms I, of capturing students. I agree. And I was going to ask you, um, what was like the main selling point, I guess, for, for you to like sell going to hospitality school? Like, because obviously you have to love, you know, people and like what we do, you know, I've had many chats about this already, but I want to know, like, what was your go-to, like, selling point that you knew? You're like, once I tell them this or this or whatever, they're sold. Well, I, I think the, the how versatile it is. I, I think the, the misconception out there is that people study in a hospitality school to work in a hotel and to be, then depending on the country, you know, concierge or GMs or whatever it is. Um, the fact is that many different industries, especially anyone who has a foot into the service or sector, you know, you're talking about luxury watchmakers, uh, banking, um, they are looking for professionals with those soft skills mm-hmm. that I wouldn't say only, but that I think that you can easily find amongst hospitality professionals, the flexibility, the sense of urgency, the sense of service, the, my God, how many times you check into a hotel and you see a, a client like or guest yelling at the front office person who is being super cordial super professional and is probably but more qualified over more educated but i think that doesn't matter because at the yeah. end a hotelier is there to serve right hospitality mm-hmm. is the is the is is what is it hospitality is welcoming strangers so yeah. i think that 
that value of, of service, of, of efficiency is very appreciated everywhere else. So that was our first, it's not even a selling point. It's really more educating parents and saying, look, you're not going to pay this much for your child to be a, whatever it is that they seem, they, they seem to look with, with, you know, don't respect as much. But anyway, yeah. so that, that was then. But even then I found that it was a hard sale to make. Not mm. because the product wasn't great, but I thought because it was extremely expensive, extremely yeah. slow for as much as hotel schools today are, are you know, they, they have a pulse on things, they have advisory boards, they have experts coming in. But how fast can you adapt a curriculum that needs to follow certain academic guidelines so that you are receive your academic degree? Um, you know, you can't change it from potentially from a semester to the other, but not in the middle of the semester. You can, you know, so I think that the lack of flexibility, the lack of agility, yeah. the fact that it's too expensive and, and it's really only catering for a little bit of the population of, of the future, you know, hoteliers, not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And that started like bothering me a little bit, you know, just yeah. to, to, to be honest. So um, that's almost a segue to my next you know, to why hotel.school. So, yeah, well, let's just jump right into that. I want to know. So were you doing this when um, hotel.school was being developed or were you kind of already out of the, the school itself? Uh, kind of like talk us through the transition and the creation phase of hotel.school and really for the audience members that don't know what hotel.school is, uh, what it is. And, and then of course the creation and the, the moments leading up to it. Well, hotel.school to begin with is the next generation hotel school, right? Our mantra is transforming hospitality education. And mm -hmm. we're doing this by condensing what I, what we, it's not only me, it's not my idea. You know, my team's not here. So let's pretend it's me and my <laughs> idea. Uh, but the idea is to condense really the most impactful parts of a curriculum of a traditional hotel school using the latest in educational technology, converting this into brain-based, and I'll explain what these are after, but brain-based virtual microcourses. All of this in collaboration with actual recognized industry experts who are working, who are active, who are, you know, who, who know, they, they know exactly what skills are in need right now. Um, in essence, I think we're trying to solve a problem. And the problem is the, 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 there's a, an increasing alarm, really an, an amount of skills. There's a skill gap in the sector and it's constantly changing. So we yeah. just need to, you know, we, we need to be faster, more efficient and more accessible. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think that was something that when I left um, um, my, my previous job, Swiss Education Group, I, I wasn't yet involved in hotel.school. Okay. It was something in my mind. And I thought I left in February and I thought this something needs to like my next job will be in creating something that, yeah, more people can afford. You know, like it was mm. I wanted to democratic and the pandemic just brought this whole thing like into center stage and i think education is definitely one example of a sector that will not go back to what it was before yeah. um in, in my opinion i think the changes are irreversible uh, so that's one thing and then also seeing this isn't a problem that i read on the newspaper you know these are my friends 
my, my all of my friends are hospitality people like they they are the most lovely people in the world not my friends but hospitality people yeah. and and so you know when people talk about well if you want to join a, a project if you want to build something it has to be purpose where right? you have to have a purpose and all the marketeers will say well you also need to have a persona and mm. and like i said when you put a face to it like the problem to me was clear the the persona who are we trying to solve who are we trying to help that is also clear to me they have names you know so i i, I think in terms of seeing my my friends talking about furlough or chômage partiel which is the term here um and and then i also found that there's two different profiles of people and they're equally struggling or maybe not equally struggling but they're struggling in different ways right one is the people who were displaced who, who lost their jobs and i think that's that's obvious for everyone but the other is i have friends who are in the industry who are able to keep their jobs but let's say director of sales now they have to suddenly to do their own social media campaigns they have to do potentially get a lot deeper into revenue and forecast i have sales people forecasting themselves and now forecast for those who are in hotels right now depending on your market is being done almost daily you yeah. know to a, you know so um how do you give these people who are now working and coping with three different jobs and how do you give those those skills they're not going to drop everything and go to a hotel school they're not going to you know so they're also potentially not going don't have the time or the funds to invest in because some of the traditional schools also have um the online uh, component to them yeah. but then we're talking about an academic course that was brought into the online world right it doesn't necessarily mean that the 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 techniques and the framework is different but regardless of that we're talking thousands of of dollars so we're here to to solve a problem so just to clarify i want to say this well because it's important i want to say that we are not going against the traditional hotel schools you know on the, on the opposite i have tremendous respect for for what they do but mm -hmm. I, I, I remain, you know, I want to say it remains a costly long-term investment. It's not for everyone. So we are here to help those who can't afford and why not in the future even collaborate with a traditional hotel school and instead of a yeah. three-year diploma, you have a one and a half and the rest you do online. So just not trying to make enemies out there. Yes, no, that's a good, <laughs> good point. <laughs> I love that. And well, it just like you, you bring up so many good, good things. And I, and I've had many other conversations with um, a couple other guests on the show. One guy named Tony Matthews, we talked about, um, uh, you know, hotel and hospitality school, just the barrier to entry of, you know, like you said, hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then it's school's a full-time job. If you think about like going, attending classes and lectures and taking quizzes and all these things, that's a lot of work. And then of course, the studying behind the scenes. Um, and honestly, I don't know anybody who can go do that full time without having a job, like without having some kind of income coming in to pay rent or food and gas and insurance and phone and like all these things. And especially if you have a family, like, good Lord, like there's so much to cover. And so, um, finding a you know i think just the over all like when i think of oh i want to go to hospitality school my i never even thought i right out the gate when i thought about going because i got certified through cornell um was i'm not going to be in person i just can't function that way i can't live in the sense of like not making money to the point of like 
it's I don't know. I'm, what I'm trying to say is that you can't go to hotel school and still be in the hotel industry at the same time. I think you'll burn. You'll you just won't be able to manage. No, I, I don't think you can, especially yeah. because you, if you assume that you're going to hotel school when you're off high, right out of high school or, you know, a couple of years after, then you are probably in your role in your hotel where you are frontline and where you're doing long shifts, you know, so yeah. yes, and it's, you know, not, it's you know, not ideal. And we both know, like, especially you and I both being in the luxury sector, sector of people call out, you have extra check-ins and, you know, one day your occupancy is at 15% and then all of a sudden halfway through your shift, it rose to 87% because you got a revenue manager in the back who's just going crazy and just doing all sorts of crazy stuff and bringing in the bookings and boom, now you are swamped with 600 plus check-ins and you have to stay to help out because what are you, what is you going to do? do. So that's what you have mm-hmm. to do. So, um, yeah, it's just like, it's, it's not a, like, I love it when I've had people that listen to the show or in my life who are like, yeah, I want to go into hospitality management. I'm like, Oh yeah, really? All right. Let's, let's talk about that. And like, what's your, what's your expectation? Like, what do you think um, it's like? And like, well, I just love like the idea of having a set schedule and working the weekday and like, Oh, you should throw those out the window, like immediately. Like 100%. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So. But I have to say, I, I, I find in general that hospitality in the past i want to say 10 years has gained a bit more of a a positive you know a a lot more of positive attention tourism everywhere developing as it had never before and and new Mm. hotels coming up because i remember my first day in college when i was 19 years old it's like why are you guys here and like i think half of the class raised their hands and say because i want to open my own hotel Mm. like (laughs) which the teacher at the time pointed out to all of us 19 year olds that our hotels would just sit one next to the other um <laughs> or because people like languages and travel you know that that's yeah. all good but that's not enough and i think today there is a more of a informed decision about what you can do with this yeah. um skills and and so people can kind of yeah it's different yeah. you know not everyone's going yeah i want to open a hotel and i'm here because i love language as well <laughs> that's like, not good enough. Luck. <laughs> yeah. well like i i uh i wrote like a piece a long time ago just talking about if uh you don't know what you want to do after high school you need to go work at a hotel because there's so many departments that you can learn from um like you know there's accounting which goes into so much you know other things that opens up a door to 20 other ones um front desk which obviously opens up into like revenue management and doing other things and and operations and business and of course there's valet which there's a whole business side to that if you go into luxury side of of things and then of course um restaurants oh my god meeting planning yeah sales the sales, revenue, PR, marketing. marketing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's so much. And I completely agree with you. And by the way, I should say that so many professionals, the majority of professionals in hospitality did not come from traditional hotel schools, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that hotel.school, again, it's serving these people who 10, 20, 15 years ago came into you know, the, the hospitality as a part-time or didn't know what to do. And now they're there. And this is the type of course that they can take that will either you yeah. know really help them either learn new skills that they need to do something different like i don't know they've worked in they're stuck in front office or reservations but they know they can be a good revenue manager if they were only given the training yeah you know 
take a, I take a short revenue management course. I, I, I really, I'm not just trying to sell courses. I really yeah. do think like our revenue management course, for instance, is, is done by someone who's a close friend of mine who happens to be a previous um, regional vice president for Hyatt Hotels overseeing. Mm-hmm. I think he's had so many different regions. So at one point he oversaw all of the, the US. I don't know how many hotels he's looking after luxury and lifestyle. I mean, for over 20 years. You know, mm-hmm. you spend three hours on a, with him lecturing you and you will learn something, you know, the yeah. essentials you will learn. So, I mean, I, I took I took the course and I found it fantastic. Yeah. So, well, I just and I also love relating it back to like my first hotel, like first time getting into the industry. Um, the reason why I left that hotel after a couple of years, just because I wasn't able to get the mentorship. Um, Cause you know how the hustle bustle is like you're always so busy. Like even on a slow day, there's so much to do. And so like just getting that extra time with your manager or director of rooms and like trying to get a little bit more knowledge about ADR and revenue management and all this other stuff is really hard. So being able to have that like tool and resource that you guys, like if I was, you know, back in my, you know, 19, 20 year old age and was like, I want to learn more. I probably would have stayed there if I had hotel.school. Like, to be honest, like if I had that resource, I'm like, oh, I can pay a couple hundred bucks and just do this like on my own right outside of work. Like, this is great. And I can bring it to work and say, hey, look at what I did outside. And yes. now, now let me, now let me try and imply these. Like, can, is there a way I can, you know, put my foot in that door? Uh, and I think show that I can do this. Yeah, exactly. And going back into another point, like back in April, May, June, we all had so much time on our hands. Like everyone was still kind of standing still, right? Like trying to figure out how do we function and then getting to that point of, well, I don't know how to function yet. The world doesn't know how to function yet. So what can I do to better myself for when it's ready? Like when we are ready. And a lot of people actually, I feel like we're looking for ways to update their skill set. And um, so I wanted to, go ahead. No, I was just going to say to your point, Education is counter-cyclical, right? It, mm-hmm. it is one of those industries where people tend to, sectors where people tend to invest in the middle of a crisis because you know mm-hmm. that it will always bring you um, a fruit. Uh, when I say that, though, I, I, I am very mindful of the amount of sc- traditional schools, not only in hospitality, they are suffering. I don't see how yeah. you could, people can't even, you already we already lost a year you know you're not going mm-hmm. to potentially take another year and a half and do an, an mba or in math or whatever it is so i know they're suffering and again we we are in a bubble right we yeah. are hoping and 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 we've seen that the, the feedback has been amazing that exactly that is that people are taking the time to improve on their skills but when i say time you know time and money even though we say, yeah, people have plenty of time right now, everything is limited, right? We only have 100%. so many hours in the day. So yeah. if you can do something that will only give you what you absolutely need to know, and it might not yeah. be complete, maybe some people need more, then, you know, that, that's, the, that's the course for you. That's, that's really yeah. what the option for you. And it's exactly, it's the scenarios, you know, where you're saying this is how many times, and I remember this when I was younger, is... You know, the hotel people, the hotel school graduates coming to hotels and somehow it's ironic because you already come a little more prepared in terms mm-hmm. of seeing theory and also and all that. But also 
some doors will open for you because the company is ready to invest in training for you in further development. I was very lucky. Hyatt is excellent at providing training. And I was one of the lucky ones that was given, you know, because they thought it was worth. But it is true how many of the young people that come in, you know, as a part time and could have the my God, they had the talent, you know. Yeah. But how do you convince your you either are very close friends with someone that will teach you or, you know, you need to be ultra convincing or you're there 23 hours a day so that's exactly also the type of person who we're trying to reach and say yeah here there's a course for you for sure and i love that and i i wanted to touch on two things but before we get to this next question um for the listeners can you break down brain-based micro courses like so you've already kind of touched a little bit but i really want to make sure we hit that top like what is brain-based micro like Okay, so so to begin, let's start with uh, one more. Two, I want to talk about two more terms that everyone's throwing around these days, and it's kind of the thing: upskill and reskill. Right? Okay. So upskill is teaching someone um, additional skills, but in the same line of what they already do. So I don't know, you're teaching a revenue manager a new forecasting system or, or mm. whatever that is. It's, so you improve their current performance without changing really their career path that's upskilling mm-hmm. like oh i need to know this to do my current job and reskilling is what we we're talking about bef- before it's teaching someone a completely new occupation where whereas it's a front office going into revenue or you know revenue going to pr and so on so these two words are now we see everywhere reskilling and upskilling people need to upskill and or reskill yeah and then micro learning and then brain based okay brain based means uh, that we are creating, rewarding, and engaging experiences that are based on basically a concept called ages, ages. And I have to, I, I will kind of have to read it a bit because I every time I say this, I say it in a different uh, order, but ages is attention. It's how do you capture someone's attention and how do you keep it? Did you know, and I think that every time I see the statistic, it goes down that Currently, the experts agree that our attention span of a human is less than five seconds. Yep. It used to be seven. <laughs> it used to be seven, and I think it used to be 12. Like a goldfish <laughs> has a longer attention span than we do. So that's where we come with, with like, how do you get, like, it's critical to capture that person's attention, right? Generate ages, generation of connections you know how do you generate emotion in the brain you, i caught your attention now i need to generate links so that you can uh, absorb the content which is emotional connections and it is um making show that you're you're, you're taking meaning from the content not only getting the content thrown at you emotions again is, is is emotional connection that enforces and it helps us if you are emotionally connected to something you will likely remember it more and spacing, it's giving people the time to learn. And this is where it connects to micro learning. Mm. So micro learning is basically creating courses. And this is our courses, taking advantage of the, keeping in mind that people have short attention spans, that they need something to grab their attention. They need an emotional connection. Our courses are, ten, are to be taken in 10 to 15 minutes at a time. So the idea is that you're going to do micro lessons. You're not going to sit there for two hours because if you tell someone you have to sit, I've done a, quite a few online courses that, you know, you start super yeah. excited on day one. And by day like 20, you're like, you want to die. And 
this is so that we want to avoid that we want to avoid people getting over eager and doing the whole course you can if you want to you know you probably take you six seven eight hours depending if you go through the resources and the, but ideally we're creating it so that you do 10 to 15 minutes at a time on your way to work on your on your commute back on when you're waiting for someone that is micro learning it's short bursts of impactful learning mm. short courses yeah uh, it good. sounds micro <laughs> perfect well so i want no this is great and i i think you're bringing up a bunch of good stuff but i want to get into something that you said a little bit earlier going with um obviously the covid times that we're in um so how has the launch of this been and how's it played and can like the continue uh the continuing you know future that hospitality professionals uh you know have in their career and the industry as well well i think one thing that we all have in hospitality is, is faith right we know it will come back we, we know it will, it will the industry will turn around i think right now we need to be worried about individuals who might not have the same strength or reserves as a huge company right yeah so this is this is the worry now but the feedback has been incredible i, I think no one cheers you more than your industry friends so it's this is so much this is what i want to do this is what i need i actually have um like i said it, 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 the feedback was amazing but then it's becoming more personal now that people are finding out yeah. and I, I have to say that the other day i got an application for a scholarship because we're giving away scholarships as well mm-hmm. and it was from a lady and i hope she won't mind that i'm mentioning her here her name is carmen she worked with me in Park Hyatt, Chicago, about 15 years ago, 16 years ago. She's a mother of five kids. And at the time, mm-hmm. she was working overnight while her husband was working the day. And wow. I was, you know, I was the, the super, you know, fresh management trainee from hotel school. So really complete different profiles. Mm-hmm. And we were working there overnight, day after day for months. And we became friends. And I remember her always saying, oh, you're so lucky you came from a Swiss school and you came, you know, so. And then this woman applies for a scholarship. And when I saw her name, like I had goosebumps everywhere. We, we now reconnected. We are talking. Yeah. And she's like, I, I told you about, I told my mother about you because she, she's telling me that she told her mom about what we're doing. She's so happy that she's going to have access to this. She's going to be one of our first Swiss master hoteliers. She's going to follow the whole Swiss master hotelier program starting this January. And my God, I need another million Carmen's, but that <laughs> is it. You know, you know, that feeling when I thought, Oh my God, this is amazing. Like I remember writing to my whole team saying, guys, thank you for letting me be part of it, for letting me do this. And I don't want to sound, I don't want to sound like I'm preaching, like, obviously, this is a for-profit business. I need this to be very transparent. But it is good for us. It is good for her and ultimately good for the industry because you're getting more qualified skills. But she's exactly the face of that person who was not given uh, the same training possibilities that I was, who, if she was given training, was in terms of upskilling, like, you need Mm -hmm. to do this better. never reskilling never oh my god she knows so much about night audit and and reservations why not revenue so voila that that's her and i i went completely around what you were asking me but because i cannot get over this their story their faces right yeah. um so 
we're very excited about that. And how does it play in the continued future hospitality? I think, you know, it, critical for our survival as a company and where you want to get is really also start offering, is, is stepping into the business-to-business sector. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the real... Um, the real momentum will come and that's where we can reach more people faster. So uh, we are starting our outreach now and starting to talk to hospitality companies and they see the value. Uh, I just now need all this amazing people. They're so cheerful and so supportive to like open their wallets. (laughs) 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 But the, the, the reception has been overwhelming. Fantastic. But you know, (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay I love, guys, let's. <laughs> I love it I love it it's so good well um I I think like you you've you've touched on so many good points and the fact of like you guys getting into hotel companies and other companies uh, uh, I guess a little tourism boards peak. governments yeah. I mean there's so much out there you know an example is I, I want mention the specific country because I want my competitors to to go after but we all know (laughs) but there are countries in certain areas of the globe who are now preparing to become tourist tourist destinations and they were not having I'm talking about thousands and thousands of people that will need to be trained in the next three to four years you Mm -hmm. cannot send 200,000 people to Switzerland to study yeah and you cannot wait three years for them to finish you know so a lot of potential out there and 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 Yes, it pains me to admit that while this was a horrible year, and I recognize that for my friends, for my family, I haven't seen my family in over, you know, it was also for us an inspiring year, a a year of achievements, a year of building this. And and in this sense, we're quite happy. You know, I'm quite content of where we are. And of course, I'm very lucky. First of all, today, I'm very lucky to even have a job. But have a job that I love and that I'm passionate about that I believe in yeah it's a it's a it's a double it's a double lottery at a time that I know that I'm you know there's less and less people that can say that yeah no I agree you and I both like the fact that I'm here today doing this instead of looking for a job on Indeed or something like that right now is pretty incredible so I feel you like it's and it's just that I think and this will lead into our last point for this episode but um you know, the industry of hospitality, I feel like, you know, there's hospitality in a lot of different industries and businesses in different ways, you know, we're all in hospitality in some shape or form, but like the lodging, travel, destination, tourism, hospitality sector is so freaking resilient, so resilient. Like these are the toughest times. Like we've seen businesses close their doors. We've seen people lose their jobs. Like people are dying around the world with this virus. And like, we are at the point of, it's like when sink or swim, we, we freaking swim, you know, like as best as we can. Um, We probably sink a little bit, but we're still floating along. And that's what I love about, you know, our industry. And, um, Me too. and I think, you know, like I said, this is leading into our last point, but uh, a little sneak peek of something to come out on hotel.school with vacation rentals. And so um, speaking of resilient, um, one of the most like, I guess, like leading segments of hospitality right now in the recovery. And, and so 
a couple, like you said, a mutual friend introduced us, uh, Michael yeah. <laughs> Ross from bedroom.com. And then now uh, we also realized from that we have another mutual friend, Simon Lehman from AJL LTR. And uh, so I'm excited to kind of hear about this. Tell us, do you have any like sneak peeks that you can drop on the episode? Absolutely. Well, so as you rightly said, we are actually building or we're about to launch uh, in two weeks a full collection. We have six courses targeting the professional property managers, so the vacation and short-term rental sector. Um, we have six courses in partnership with Simon from AJL Atelier. So we actually are, we will form his education branch. AJL yeah. was looking for an education partner that is hotel.school. And we will do six courses. Well, we, the courses are done um, yeah. in business strategy, revenue management, operations for VR, those, I think, to me, are the three basic. Like, you need to have, you know, anyone would benefit from this. Marketing for VR, technology, data, distribution. Um, we are extremely excited about this. And I, if I have time, I will tell you the quick story about this is that yeah. we thought, okay, we, we would like, you know, we as Hotel.School, we thought hoteliers should have a better knowledge of what this vertical is right like yeah. hoteliers know meetings we know spa we know yeah. boats and why don't we know vacation rental as we should right and so we said okay let's talk to simon who is an authority in 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 vacation rental at least here in europe he is okay simon a global authority <laughs> in case he's listening <laughs> you know he's listening we, to this. We, I know. Can we? We're gonna refilm that. Simon, who is an authority. But anyway, we, we met in Bern, uh, Switzerland's capital, uh, a few months ago, and I said, Simon, let's you know what is the course that we need to do for VR, vacation rental, and he actually started talking about how this whole sector needs to be professionalized. It mm. needs to be. Um, leveled you know he needs education and he was telling me how little there is out there in terms of options I know there's some here and there but they're either again too expensive or not fully developed yeah. and we started talking what was supposed to be a, a half hour ended up being hours and we developed basically this collection right there and to me as a you know I always say no matter if I'm working in I don't know accounting for dolphins tomorrow I will say I'm a hotelier because that's what I most um, recognize myself in and respect, uh, you know, the industry so much. But he was saying how a lot of the people who are in vacation rental today are hoteliers or, well, mm. there's a mix of everything apparently. Yeah. But that some of the, the, the tactics and the strategies, especially like revenue management or marketing, you just can't duplicate from hospitality to, from hotels 100%. to vacation rentals. 100%. And even revenue management and, and the notion of cost and the notion of, you know, a key, you don't have a key, you either, you know, your occupancy is, is, is zero or a hundred percent, right? Yeah, If exactly. you have a single property. Yeah. So um, all of this was like an eye opener for me, like, oh my God. So the urgency again, of not only educating this sector, which, you know, it's, 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 yeah, it's, it's doing really well. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's I wouldn't say booming. I think nothing is booming this year, but it's yeah, doing yeah. well compared to others. So there's the, the whole crew, but also hoteliers who are now either looking for a job or mm -hmm. getting into themselves, you know, um, getting to this, they have maybe a second property that they want to put out there in the market. 
So right now with the six courses, we're targeting the professional um, property management manager, someone who kind of has an idea of what it is, you know, and we will, we are, we'll also develop courses down the line for individuals, individuals who are working in complete, you know, like dentists who have their properties and they want to make money out of that and how to, so we're going to get there later, later, but we wanted to address the industry first. Very, very excited about that. Yes, I am and very excited. I, I'm happy to come back with Simon to talk only about it. <laughs> oh, yes. You guys are always welcome back. And uh, there's lots in the work. And uh, I love that you said I'm always a hotelier because I'm like, I feel the same way, even though I'm in the vacation rental industry now. Um, but then I was like, you know, people like you are uh, actually the definition of a destination air. So it's like that one, that one award I told you guys about, you know, you're wired to create remarkable experiences that are anticipated and shared, whether it's in hotels, a restaurant or a vacation rental. Um, that's, that's you. I feel that you, you fit that you know picture perfectly. So it's exciting to see all of this come together, especially how small our world is in the sense of like Simon, who's in, in switzerland you're in switzerland michael ross who's in netherlands and i'm in the u.s and we all somehow met virtually yes. of course but like and yes. it's just it's just super cool so the the crazy things that hospitality brings out and and connecting people is, is pretty incredible and and I, if i may because before we we started and we talked to you you had asked me another question which I, you didn't ask me now and i wanted to answer this because to me it's so oh, yeah. important you were talking to me about you know, how does my background in luxury carried into this venture, yes, right? And, yes. I, and I want to say this because, again, I, I cannot ever say enough about the caliber of professionals in hospitality at mm-hmm. every level. I'm mm-hmm. talking people cleaning floors to people parking cars to people, you know, stra- strategizing growth for, mm-hmm. you know. But in terms of how does that luxury, having this background in luxury, it goes into everything that I do in my life. Mm-hmm. And especially for hotel.school, there's two parts of it. The tangible to me is clear. It's, it's, it's making it a product of quality, making it very professional, making it relevant. But it's more than that. It's not just a commitment to our customer, to the, to the participant, but it's also a commitment to the subject matter expert. You know, like yeah. I said in the beginning, we're bringing, we're recruiting people from the industry, vice presidents of, of, of in their fields or, or people with a lot of experienced leaders. And I want to make sure that they know that they're giving, you know, they're trusting us to bring their knowledge, to put it into the best possible light, to put them in the best possible light, literally like we need to light well a video yeah, um yeah. and and i think that that commitment to quality it's my first you know it's, it, it is the base of everything that we do at hotel.school mm-hmm. even though we recognize that right now you know, i i think in two years we'll look back and say oh my god this is what we were releasing because hopefully we will develop and improve but there is a commitment to quality we we want it you know we pay attention to it and then intangible and this is what i would like to finish it that I learned in the luxury sector is the generosity. I don't think generosity is is in more display as when you do a luxury service properly. You know, luxury is not about nickeling and diming a client. It's actually the opposite of that. It's annoying, it's short-sighted. It's about being generous with your offer. It's about making it of extremely great value, whatever value means to whatever person and that's why luxury is very personal but i think that this generosity 
in sharing knowledge, in providing service, in in in, in treating people with respect. I think that this and just connecting, to be honest, yeah. And we will. This is something that you will always see for as long as I am involved in Hotel School. Is making sure that that we're we, you know that we're living by this. One hundred percent. I love it. Going to bring a tear to my eye. Um, well, let's. Where, where, where can everyone find you? Like, let's let's get some shameless plugs and shout outs out there to for you guys and your team. You know, I want to. Where can listeners you know go find out more? How can they sign up? Um, obviously I'm going to link it all, but I just want you to be able to give that opportunity. Yes. Thank you. And I will say I am a startup, so bear with me. Everything I'm saying, <laughs> I need shout outs. <laughs> so, so first of all, you can find, follow us on social media, on LinkedIn, on Instagram and Facebook. And specifically because every week we're giving away 100 free courses. Every week there's a course of the week, whatever it is. This week is digital transformation. Last week it was um, uh, delivering value in food and beverage. That's probably not the name of the course. Value creation in food and beverage. So we're giving away 100 free courses. You have to basically, you know, click on the, on the link that is on the social media page that you whatever it is that you are so please follow us on social media that's the best way to keep updated with everything that we're doing um by january 1st so we have the individual courses that you can take like i said you know 15 minutes a day blah 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 mm -hmm. but we also have what we're releasing on the in january a swiss master hotelier program that is a collection of 24 courses mm -hmm. to be taken in a year all designed again by swiss subject matter experts so the idea is that the 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 program is very similar to what you would learn in a traditional hotel school's MBA or whatever they call master in, uh, yeah. but again, you know, at accessible prices. And we are actually building right now a scholarship fund along with companies and, and travel associations because we're giving away 1,000 scholarships ranging from 50 to 100%. Oh, oh also important shout out. If you are, you know, you have a little over 10 years of experience, you are a well-rounded professional and you are willing to share your knowledge, uh, reach out to me. I'm sure you will also put my, my professional, my yeah. email address, but it's patriciathotel.school. We are always looking for subject matter experts. So happy to tell, to talk to, to whoever is interested. We have a very interesting revenue share model for awesome. those willing to, to teach. Perfect. Yes. And I will link everything in the show notes. So you guys have heard it here on the podcast first, and then everything will be in the show notes there. Uh, so everyone has access to it. And of course, we'll be doing, uh, you'll be featured in our newsletter. And it's just, yeah, really good stuff that you're putting out. So I'm excited to continue to, to share. This is exciting. So Slick Talkers, like, subscribe, share, and check out hotel.school, and you'll find out all the information there. Thank you so much for listening. We love your support and want to provide the best we can to all our listeners. So please find us online, social media, and on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. What's up, everybody? If you've gotten this far into the episode of Slick Talk, the Hospitality Podcast, then you are amazing. And thank you so much for tuning in. We want to send you two places really quickly. If you can, check out the show notes and click the hospitality.fm link. Check out all of our other shows on the podcast network. And don't forget, if you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, then fill out the guest fill out form so that way we can get them on the show. 
Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy another episode of Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast.